This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hello again. Welcome back to the Como Sports End Zone podcast. Now, can I just say my life is better with this podcast and you as my co-host in it? I don't know if I could ever <laughs> respond to such a good compliment first of all hello everyone but yeah I, this has been a great podcast and i enjoy doing it with you and you're a fantastic host you're actually the the host we're co-hosts you know, we're, we're co-hosts we're, we're co-hosts but this is the man who is pressing all the buttons on como online on air on your phone on your wherever you get your podcast this guy is, is doing it all but nico is nico's the man i'm not so bad myself, now she though. is the man yeah i was gonna say not so bad yourself <laughs> is an understatement uh, I also jo- enjoy being in your 4 p.m. show that you produce on Como. I appreciate it. Yeah, if you ever get a chance to check out Como News at 4, um, all your local news, weather, traffic, you know. And sports. And sports, <laughs> especially, because we have a lot of stuff coming up. A lot of things are happening even right now. You know, it's funny, um, just looking at the next couple of weeks, and, I, and, I, and when you're a sportscaster, you kind of have to look at what's going on with the teams as far as what your life is going to be like. Oh, yeah. And so you've got, and I'm looking specifically at that first week of October. Okay. Uh, October first, Mariner season and en- regular season ends. Mm-hmm. Who knows where things are going to stand at that point? Um, the next day, October second, Monday Night Football, Seahawks and Giants. I'm not, I won't say who I'm rooting for, but <laughs> longtime listeners will tell you that I hope for a good game and both teams will have fun. Yes. Well, there you go. I exactly. like that. I mean, I'm rooting for the Hawks, but yeah, fair. And I think that, and then after that, uh, the wild card starts. And if yeah. the Mariners could very well be in then, that's going to be a huge thing over these next few days. Y'all, and y'all need to pack that electric factory because we got teams from Texas trying to steal our playoff spots. Yeah, you know what's going to be really fun is that the final seven games of the season are all at T-Mobile Park, and they're against the Astros and the Rangers. Hey, I mean, what more? What more motivation do you need? Actually, you know, and Toronto is also fighting for wildcard spot too. So I mean, it's not just it's not just the Texas boys. Our neighbors to the north are trying to trying to. Ruin our fun. Yeah. How dare they? How dare they? <laughs> and, and, and so, you know, listen, we're, we're talking mainly Seahawks today, but we're on the subject. So let's, let's dive into the Mariners for a second here because it's just this unique position where you've got both the AL West and the wild card in play. And I saw a stat earlier, Naj, I don't know if you saw this as well, mm-hmm. is that the record before July 1st between 2022 and 2023 was almost identical, like a one-game difference. I think it was the same amount of losses but two different um, – Two more wins this time around. Right. Um, the record in July and August was incredibly similar. Huge streak and huge march forward. And then the record to start September was actually the exact same as far as starting out of the gates really slow. Yeah. And that gives me a little faith that just like last year, they'll, they'll turn it on as needed and, and maybe have something fun happen here in the fall. You know, I've spoken to a lot of Mariners fans, and especially in the past couple of weeks around the newsroom out and about. They're just – I don't want to say they're getting dejected, but, I mean, you know, they're kind of like – I don't want to say maybe forgetting that last year happened, but like you said before, this is kind of what happened last year, you know, when we, when they made it to the playoffs. This is a long year. There's still some games left to be played, but you you just can't you just can't lay up a, a game, you know. You you definitely everyone counts. Every single yeah. one counts. And, and Especially just, when you're talking about division and wild card. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and and I just think it comes down to consistency on offense for this team because that the, the best rotation in baseball. Right. Every starter has an ERA below four. 
Which I mean, is crazy it, if, yeah. if they don't make the playoffs. It, well, point. that's the other <laughs> that's part the of thing. it. Yeah, and so uh, we'll see. But I think that you know we saw how exciting things were last year. Um, but you know it's just one of those things where ultimately you've got the pieces that could make you a World Series winning team. But the bats have to be alive. Yeah, and then one main difference that we have this year um, versus last year is the teams that are winning or leading the divisions. Baltimore was not even close last year. They're the AL, you know, they're in the AL East, and then you know Tampa's also a very, very good team. There, that's a wild card spot right there. Yeah. So does some of the differences from this year and last year, but still, I, I I still believe that in this team, and they believe in themselves, and that's the most important. Yeah, thing. and I think that crowd will be a big factor, and certainly sellouts left and right. Oh yeah, no, you week. definitely got to pack that stadium, and yeah, that that's when that stadium is is pumping, it's pumping. Yeah, we need everyone to be there. Yeah, and uh, listen, to have games in September matter. The last three years now. Yeah. Um, that's something to really take stock in of this really long, <laughs> but eventually now fruitful rebuild of the Mariners. Yeah, and I, I think that you'll even find some Mariners fans kind of looking to uh, maybe. If they're a little dejected now, they're looking maybe towards the offseason with all this Shohei Otani talk. Yeah, that's fine. The offseason is the offseason. There's work to be done. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. No question against our rivals, no less. Yeah, you know Shohei spends his offseasons in Seattle? Hey. At least part of it? Really? Yeah, that was he was saying that during July when he was here for the All-Star game when everybody was doing the come to Seattle chant. He's like, I'm from <laughs> and, like, here. and he was like, oh, my God, I've never seen anything like that. I'm paraphrasing, yeah. of course. And he and he just kind of casually dropped, you know, he spends off seasons in Seattle and he sees how passionate the fans are. And I'm like, you know, wait a minute here. Um, this is pretty. Wait a minute. Like Seattle. Li- listen, compared to some places, Seattle winters are amazing. Right. But if there's a season that you're generally kind of miserable with Seattle weather, it's the winter. Yeah. 100%. And that's when he's choosing to be here. Hey, and, and you know, choose to be here more often is what I was <laughs> saying. You know, he's not pitching for us this year. And, you know, I I, I don't know what clean out his locker in L.A. Yeah. I don't know what the story is happening in Anaheim right now. But I mean, he's on the team. For now, we'll see what happens. I don't. I think he's done. And now the fact that they're reportedly shopping Mike Trout too. I mean, have you seen a team do less with generational talents like Otani and Trout? I don't think it's possible to do less with the, those. That team should be in the playoffs every year and contending to win a World Series as, every year. As a fellow, as another team that's in the AOS, we should be happy that they're doing less. But you know, you and know? Then I know, yeah, you but know, I think Shohei Otani is the best baseball player ever. Yeah, he could be like ever, and and Trout might be one of the best hitters ever. Right. So. What what can you really do with that? Yeah, that's the thing about it is that you like you, you know, a guy like Otani, to hit at the level he does, to pitch at the level he does, it's just unheard of. Yeah, and you did nothing. I mean, I I know their front office and and some of the reports down in LA are like, oh well, you know, this it's a little bit of a an overstatement to say they didn't do anything. I'm like, okay, well, what did they do? They had a fi- a fast start. Sure. They had a fast start, and they were in it for a while, and I was like, okay, this is interesting. We haven't seen really Otani in the playoffs, really. Um, we had we saw him have a great moment with Mike Trout in the WBC, yeah. but they faltered, you know? Yeah. With, but they also didn't do much. No, and I so yeah. I, I hold out hope, and we'll, we'll have podcasts about this discussion in uh, November probably, but I think that I think that Otani, you know, I, I think that when you look at the national media reports about speculation of where he'll be – it's easy to point out to the big dogs with the big pocketbooks like the Yankees, the Red Sox, mm-hmm. the Dodgers. But don't discount the Mariners and that kind of grassroots effort from fans that, to really make an impact. And they did. If there's ever one player to give a blank check to, he is the one. Can you imagine Otani and Julio out there? No. 
But that's good. I want. Yeah. I, I, want same I, I want my brain to melt when I see this <laughs> this this lineup. And you know, I don't even. I mean, imagine him pitching. Right. That's fine. And you guys. already have this crazy rotation. <laughs> that's it, it's. It, it'll be fun. It'll be fun to see. But fun. we got we got to get past the next couple. Weeks exactly. First. I yeah. think that this could be really be. I mean, you get to the playoffs, and if you make some noise there, and and that could really be. Listen, you want that always. Yeah. But that could be one last little like, hey, well, this is a to message. You're not hey. doing it for the message, but what I'm saying is if it you're Otani watching exactly, yeah. watching a Mariners playoff team make a deep run, like they're already right there. Imagine what I can do yeah. you know with I mean? this team. Honestly, Otani, Shohei, if you're listening, it's already an upgrade um, leaving <laughs> Los Angeles to Seattle. Overall, I think Seattle's a better city, personally. Oh, gosh, yeah. Um, but record-wise, come on. And Mike, sure. We'll take you two, I suppose. Yeah, you know, if you really want to. I mean, you know, maybe. We'll see. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I'll say this. It's an exciting time for Seattle sports. You've got this Mariners playoff push. Sounders OL rain in the home stretch. Our football teams are off the charts. I mean, we we know the Hawks got that big win over the Lions. And then, of course, you've got two undefeated teams in the Huskies and Cougs, both nationally ranked as part of this historic last Pac-12 season as we know it. Yet, they're... Eight ranked teams from the Pac-12 in this league that is ceasing to exist as we know it anyway next year. That's just crazy to me. The Pac-12 has never looked better. Never looked better, really. I mean, I'm looking at. I was, you know, before this, we were talking about records and schedules, and we're kind of looking through the schedule. And there's suddenly, I've not seen this many numbers by other random teams in the Pac-12. Not random, but yeah. I mean by a lot of a lot of teams. I mean, um, and we've been looking at Washington State's schedule, and the only un, the only team that they play for the rest of the year that's not ranked currently is Stanford. Yeah. That's crazy. Stanford's a bit of a mess right now. Exactly. Well, and then I mean, they're they, going to the ACC. Well, they're going to the ACC. Yeah. <laughs> and Washington State, who knows where they're going next year. Right, yeah. yeah. And, and that, that'll be playing out over the next few weeks, I'm sure. Yeah. But you've got this team that has, or this league rather, that has all these great teams, top 10 squads, and UW, uh, USC, Oregon's on the cusp. You've got national spotlight with Coach Prime and what he's doing at Colorado. And I, it's just... It makes me so upset to think that this is the this is amazing football, and to think this is the last year of all these schools being together. It's just crazy to me. You know, and honestly, and I say this, you know who you can blame. You can blame UCLA and USC. <laughs> honestly, I, I I will stop slandering Southern California at some point, but today is not, not that yet. day. No, today is not that day. It is really unfortunate to see them because I mean, even just. If it, watching any of these teams, watching you, watching USC, watching Colorado, that Colorado Colorado State game was next level, right? You know. Um, this Apple Cup will be a next level whenever it ends up happening, you know. Um, and I, I want to go back. I did mention before that Stanford is the only team that's not ranked currently that Washington State plays. They do play Cal, another future ACC school. Yeah. So, I mean, they're not ranked. But that's two. Come on now. <laughs> like, well, what, it, Yeah. I want to know what the T-shirt says for the, the last year of the Pac-12. The, <laughs> I mean, I would join the Pac-12 and all I got was this T-shirt. <laughs> I, well, that's kind of funny. Actually, yeah. when I was in WSU when they beat Wisconsin, yeah. there was a guy in the crowd who was wearing a shirt that said Pac-2, and it just had the Cougs and Ducks, or excuse me, Beavers logo. I would totally buy that shirt. And if you if you bought that shirt and wore it this weekend, you'd be well in your rights because the two, the Pac-2 teams are playing against each other right uh, this yeah. Saturday, you know? Um, and how fun is that game going to be? How awkward is that game going to well, be? Well, every also? game has got some, you know, other than how great a lot of these teams are, especially the Cougs and Beavers right now, um, every game kind of has this crazy storyline to it. Like, oh, last time Cal's coming to Montlake. Uh, Pack two, banding together, but we got to beat each other up a little bit this Saturday first, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just must-see TV right now. It's must-see TV, and Cam Ward is a must-see quarterback. Oh, I love he's a must. Ward. He's a must-see quarterback. I'll I mean, tell you this. He's got nine you know, touchdowns already through three. Three games. Yeah, and you saw it last year, Naj. Like, 
this guy came in with so much hype and coming transferring in from Incarnate Word, and he just you knew then he was going to be special. And I think some people in this you know era of instant gratification, social media, etc., were like, well, why wasn't he this like NFL caliber quarterback right this very second? Well, give him a second, right? And I knew maybe a couple possessions into that game with Colorado State in Week One, just watching the way he moved. Right. Watching the way he was moving and reading, he wasn't just like run trying to tuck and run right away. He was just he looked like a pro quarterback. And he and there was the numbers you just said, like he's he is a pro quarterback. Yeah, no picks after three games. I mean given the he the really the best team they played so far is Wisconsin. But, but Colorado really, State, we saw what they did with Colorado last week. Yeah, and they took him to the brink in double overtime, you know. So we'll see how that goes. I, it's gonna be a great a great game. I am picking Washington State. And if you've been listening before last our last episode, you know I may have alluded to saying what would happen? <laughs> what would happen if Wazoo just happened to just win the Pac-12 this year, take home the trophy, and make sure that no one else has it? Like retirement, the trophy. You know, I mean, how interesting would that be? But I mean, like I said, looking at the, the schedule going forward: Oregon State, Utah, Cal, UCLA, Arizona, um, Colorado on the 14th. You know, that's oh, I'm, I'm sorry, that trophy in a safe. That, yeah, I have to put that trophy in the safe. Yeah, I mean, definitely. You think about it that way. Um, regardless of who your allegiance might be, I'll say, that, okay, this might be like hearsay, but like imagine you know, if you're a Dogs fan, you never want the Cougs to win the Pac-12, of at course. All, at all. But there's got to be at least a little sliver of you that's like kind of feel, and some of the fans we've talked to do feel that way, that's kind of like lamenting. I mean, listen, if you're a UW fan and you're excited about the Big Ten and a chance to put your school um, you know, wel- on that stage, welcoming schools like Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State to Mont Lake every so often. Right. But there's a little bit of sadness. Like, this was a fun, bitter, but fun rivalry. It's a line I use all the time from Uncut Gems. Adam Sandler says that this is history, you understand? <laughs> you yeah. know, so. That's a I mean, movie, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it's a great movie. It's a great movie. But um, I-, I like the um, the basketball one, too, by the way. Which one? With the. Uh- uh, oh my gosh! What's the name of it? The basketball version of Uncut Gems. No, 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 no! With Adam Sandler in it. Oh, it's the tip of my tongue. Bo Cruz. Bo Cruz. Oh gosh, what is it? We're gonna Damn. circle back to that later, I, guys. I, I, <laughs> We're gonna circle back to that later. We're gonna figure <laughs> it out. We're gonna figure it out for you. Some, I, I guarantee someone, you. Someone, I guarantee you, somebody is screaming. Well, you know, Adam Sandler is a big basketball guy. Yeah. I, every time I go on to social media, hustle. That's what it was. Gosh, hustle. Darn it. Wait, I've never seen it's that. It's a Netflix movie. Watch it tonight when you get home. Immediately. Okay. You'll love it. And there's a lot of MBO cameos in there. Like, you know, okay. Matisse Stiebel's in there. Right. It's Some a new like, movie. Uh, Joel Embiid's in there. You know, the next time I go to New York City, if I ever see Adam Sandler on the basketball court, I will challenge him to one-on-one. He plays win. all the time. Athlete, he might win. No, he's he's a fantastic basketball player with a, his triple XL polos and his long <laughs> <laughs> and his long basketball shorts. He plays like it's 1991 out there. It's crazy. I love it. Yeah. Oh, Sorry, man. I got sidetracked there. Little parentheses. Ending of that parentheses. Go ahead, Nico. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited about that. I, I like what you say. I think that Cougs-Beavers matchup is going to be tight. Um, you know, it's it's just uh, a lot of momentum on the Cougs side right now. Jake yeah. Dicker, I just believe in that guy as a coach. Yeah. Coaches the way you want to be coached. Uh, yeah. Leads the way you want to lead. And I, and, I, and I don't think the Huskies will have any problem with Cal. I, just, I don't think the Huskies will have much of a problem with anybody this year. I think I think they beat USC even. I think, I think that this is a college football playoff team. Huskies? Yeah, I do. What do you think about Michael Penix Jr.? I think that... The lefty. I didn't think it was possible for him to be even better this year. He not, was very good not last year. Not based on like some kind of ceiling or lack of potential, just based on... I think he was really that good. Yeah. And then he came out this year, and I just remember watching him in the week one game against Boise State, and I'm like, these throws are effortless. And I mean, these throws I'm talking about are 50 yards down the field, 
and they are just put in the their yams perfect yeah. spot for his and he's got great receivers yeah you know mcmillan adunze out there jalen polk as well but um yeah he just puts it where they need to make the plays i i'm glad i'm a little bit like annoyed that he's just now getting heisman hype i think he should have won it last year to be honest with you it's fair um but i'm glad he's finally getting that due recognition now because th- that's what he is yeah it'll be really difficult for anyone to unseat caleb williams sure this year um who's probably the consensus number one draft pick and we we're talking about quarterbacks and drafts before and you know i i mentioned you know the seahawks were maybe you know, last year could take a quarterback last year maybe i i have a theory a hunch mm-hmm. this is not supported by anything <laughs> okay at all that there's a chance that maybe the, I mean, michael Penix is staying okay we'll wait maybe could that's be. maybe that's the thought who knows and, and i don't know where he goes i mean last year i would have pegged him and I don't know. I'm not a draft expert in that regard. Where a guy lands, probably second, third round, though. Yeah, maybe. And I, that's I, I actually had that similar thought. I'm like maybe they try to get him late, and he can yeah. learn under Gino for a couple of years. Yeah. But I mean, if he blows up this year, like as he already is, yeah. you know, How much does that stock improve? And you know, you, and if you're the Hawks, you, you got. I don't know, but I think that he's right there in their backyard. You know, the Hawks will have a scout there almost every week. Every single week, you know. I mean, the Huskies are the best offensive team in the Pac-12 right now through three games, numbers-wise right now. Yeah. So, what's yards per game is outrageous. Yeah. You know, I mean, we saw they threw a 41-point burger on um, on Michigan State last year. Michigan State's got their own set of issues, and Cal sure, yeah. also does, but Cal's coming into this game 2-1. and one. Yeah. So, could be a good game. Can I have a and question? it's a night game. Yeah. Um, Weekend of October 6, 7, mm-hmm. that's a Seahawks bye week mm-hmm. and a Huskies bye week. Right. So are we – And if the Mariners for some reason don't make the playoffs, what are we doing that weekend? I mean, is it all in on the Cougs or – Weekend of 6, 7? Well, that's uh, – looking at – speaking of the Cougs, uh, on the 7th, that Saturday, they play uh, UCLA. That would be a fun game. And I mean, again, in LA. <laughs> and, and like, yeah, I wish that it was would on be a fun game. I wish that was on the Palouse. You know, like UCLA being one of the teams that started that whole mess. And yeah, you know, you almost had Can, felt that energy when Big Ten Wisconsin came in. They would definitely need a police escort to walk into the stadium. <laughs> believe me. I enjoyed my time out there. I, I, my first couple trips out there this year. It's just, you know, it's it's what it's advertised when you talk to any Coug. It's middle of nowhere. Yeah. Um, it's a drive. It's a beautiful drive. Yeah. With those rolling hills that are just golden and. Um, and then you get into town and you're like looking around at first, like, okay, what's this hype about? What every coog you talk to says this place is paradise. And then you walk around for maybe like 10 minutes and you start to feel it. And then you're like, okay, I get it. Yeah. It's a cool place. Wow. It's a, it's like your quintessential college town. Yeah. It's got this vibe to it. It's got beautiful scenery and, um, yeah, it's just a cool place. And then the stadium right there. It, it's, it's, it is funny how that it's such a rivalry with UW because, you know, UW being more of an urban campus in Seattle. Right. And then you've got this place middle of nowhere. It's just it's just such a perfect little rivalry in that regard. I need to go to Pullman. I've never been as, – as, if you are a longtime listener, you know that I'm kind of new to the area relatively the past sure. three years. But I have not been out to Pullman yet. And I have been around the University of uh, Washington campus pretty often. So, it, I mean, it is a very big juxtaposition from what I can tell. <laughs> um, that is a big word for me to say right now. I don't it's know why that was word. difficult for me to say that word. Juxtaposition. It Juxta. Doesn't roll. It doesn't roll off the tongue. What You know, what if I went by a name like Justin Justin position? Is that weird? <laughs> That's, see, it's like it's the same thing. No, but, like but that weekend, I think we're all in on the, on the Cougs. Maybe, you know, yeah, hopefully. Maybe the playoff push Sounders as well, too. And yeah. So we'll see. What about hockey season? How about hockey season? How hockey camp it? open, training not, camp underway it's now. Not far away. Yeah. Far I, away. Uh, you know, next, uh, we're talking as soon as Monday, a preseason game with Calgary. How cool is that? It is really cool. And yeah. I think that this team is, 
you have to be careful of the trap. Like everybody saw the Mariners make the playoffs last year, and they just assumed this team was going to go all the way or to the ALCS or something. And they may very well do something like that. Right. But as we've seen from the struggles they endured early in the season and then really had to turn it on in the summer, it's not ever quite that easy as like, okay, you were good this year, you'll be even better the next year. It's a long season. I mean, it's an arduous 162 games after all. But these are the ones, I mean, they all count, but these are the ones you got to have, yeah. you know. But luckily, we've kind of gone through the whole season with all the pitchers being more, exactly. or, more or less healthy. You know? and, and I think that's the same thing with the Kraken, too, where, you know, it's not going to automatically happen. Right. Injuries can occur. Yeah. You know, like the Mariners lost Robbie Ray and Marco. I mean, yeah. you know, hopefully it doesn't happen to the Kraken, right? Yeah. But, you know, the pieces are there. Um, they're going to be counting on some of the younger guys a little bit more this year. I expect some guys like Riker Evans, Shane Wright to be with the, the big club. And, and obviously we saw Ty, Ty Cartier was a great story. He gets essentially called up in the middle of the Colorado series, scores yeah. a goal in his first ever game, which happens to be a playoff game. I mean, honestly, you can't Those write that. Those are the guys that yeah. you want on your team, that the moment is not too big, that they can do that. And so – We'll see. In another year of Matty Beneers. In another year. He's going to be even better, you would think. Exactly. You just think another year in the same position will just, be just better. The same thing with all these guys, like Gruby and you know, Tyne Evan, all that. So, yeah. That'd be good. So I'm excited. I think that this is – we've talked about this many a times on this podcast. This notion, and I think it's true, that we're just in some kind of golden era of Seattle sports. For it to really be called the golden era, you've got to win some – one of these teams or a couple of these teams have to win some titles. Yeah. But yeah. I just mean over this last year – Seahawks defy the odds, get to the playoffs. Mariners end the drought, get to the playoffs. Kraken first ever playoff berth. Huskies right now um, could very well be a college football playoff team, and I already voiced my opinion on that. I mean, there's just a lot of teams that are championship caliber right now. There's a lot to be happy about, and even Cougs fans, unfortunately, given the, the situation, they aren't the happiest of, of everyone, but they are, there is still a lot to be happy about their team. Yeah. And the future of that program, I believe. Without a doubt. No, no so, matter what conference they're in. Yeah, so it's exciting. It is, and I think that – you know, the Kraken could be the next team to make that step. You know, the Mariners certainly would be the next, then the Seahawks and the Kraken, as far as in terms of just timing of the season. Yeah. Right? I mean, you know, we're talking October baseball playoffs, uh, January playoffs from the NFL. Kraken, we're talking April, May, June. So it's a little ways off. But just seeing what I've seen so far early on the ice, you know, bringing in uh, some signings like they did Brian Dumoulin, you know, uh, Stanley Cup champ. You know, you're adding that experience. I'll say it in Ron Francis. I trust. Yeah. I mean, the guy, when I talk about Ty Cartier, I mean, that guy was not even drafted. He was an undrafted free agent that Francis and his scout team identified. Shout out to the signed, scouts. And then he's, he, I mean, he had like four, I, I don't have the number right in front of me, but he had like four goals in the playoffs on the biggest stage. And he didn't play during the regular season. He was in Coachella Valley the whole time. Against a hard Dallas team. Exactly. That was a difficult Like We're not series. talking about, like, that's not to take away from a guy like Matt Veneers, rookie of the year, bona fide star. No. Oh, you also took him with your second overall pick. You nailed that number two pick. Kudos there. But, I mean, when you start having undrafted guys play at that level, your free agent signings are guys that are coming in and just perfect fits right away. Right. That is just, uh, that is incredible and amazing front office. It's how you build a franchise. I mean, that's what they're doing. Yeah, that's what they're doing from the ground up. But I don't, and some may say they're ahead of schedule last year. Well, we'll say that, you know, we'll see about this year, you know, and you mentioned a lot of sports teams, a lot of, and a lot of different leagues last, uh, in your, in the last 30 seconds. But you know, another year means at Adam Silver and <laughs> <laughs> the NBA, this Boy, is talk. me verbally tweeting at him right now. <laughs> What's going on? Talk about talk about what would really mark a golden era—the return of the Sonics. I mean, honestly, come on. I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, and we've got some Rain City Classic games coming up. You know, like we had last yeah, year, and those over. are always great. And even 
the the pulse of basketball in Seattle is beating very, very, very quickly. Very, very, very be- quickly. We even saw that when LeBron James was in Seattle last year oh for the Jake crossover. He could barely walk in. You know, <laughs> imagine how an actual Sonics game would be like. But I'm I'm ahead. I'm ahead. We've talked about the Cougs. We've talked about the Huskies. We've talked about the Mariners. How about them Hawks? Ooh. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. That win Sunday, man. I was watching that game with some friends at the Hop House in Lower Queen Anne, and let me tell you, that bar erupted because of Tyler Lockett. Well, the bar the bar erupted for many reasons in that <laughs> game, uh, but positively, after that was a hell of a play by Tyler Lockett, though. It was, I mean, at, especially at the end to reach for that touchdown. This is this is why he's a guy. Yeah, that's why he's wide receiver one. Sorry, DK. But I think well, he's wide receiver one. Carroll said he's like, I hope Tyler Lockett plays forever. I think he probably will. And if Pete Carroll can coach forever, why can't Tyler? play forever right? I, I don't see why not no i don't see why not you know and uh that yeah i mean the plays you need to make a guy like tyler lockett's gonna make him i mean if you think about it going back to the game clinching winning touchdown when in overtime i no mean less. that's a that's a kind of a risky play where lockett reaches out to touch the pylon right because he did full extension it anything can happen a defender can knock the, that was tackling him yeah can knock the ball out uh, anything can happen it can slip out of your hands which usually wouldn't happen for a guy like lockett but sure anything can happen it takes a certain presence of mind, being in the moment, being a veteran of his caliber, to know I got this. Yeah, I loved it, and, and I love that even Gino had. I mean, obviously Gino knows Tyler like more better than we do. He's yeah. just like, okay, this could work, and it did. Yeah. Perfect, you know. And I mean, again, a hard win against a good Lions team, by the way. Right in Detroit. I mean, a high scoring team. Detroit did um, did beat the Seahawks last year, but that being said, this is a team that a lot of people are picking to, to get to deep into the playoffs. The Lions mm-hmm. are, um, and one thing about them is that their their offense is just next level. You know, the, and the secondary stepped up. Did Pete talk about that this this week? Oh yeah, and that you know that was the name of the game for the Seahawks. They overcame so much. Mm-hmm. It starts with injuries and overcoming those. I mean, last week all the talk was about. Abe Lucas and Charles Cross being out. And the they tackles, even went yeah. and signed 41-year-old Jason Peters, former future Hall of Famer. Hey. He didn't play, but that's how nervous – I don't want to say nervous, rather than maybe concerned. Well, when you lose both your tackles like that, it's yeah. concerning. Yeah, that's how concerning the situation was. Yeah, here come the backups, Stone Forsythe, Jay Kirkhan. Great name. And, yeah, Stone, offensive lineman, come on. Yeah. And uh, they played great. Gino was sacked once on the day, and it wasn't the offensive line's fault. It was that play when he kind of ran backwards about 17 yards. That was um, the other reason why the bar was kind of like <laughs> And Gino admit, like, okay, yeah. But you know what? When you're otherwise brilliant, you're allowed one, you know, head scratcher play. Yeah, he's not throwing a pick yet this year. Yeah, guys. that's what I'm saying. He's And so you overcame the injuries of the offensive line. Reek Woolen gets injured in the middle of this game. His understudy, Trey Brown, only, you know, ho-hum comes in, gets the first sack of the season for the Seahawks, and then gets the interception for the touchdown. I mean, these guys were just – stepping up, overcoming every obstacle thrown their way. I mean, even when you know about the game of momentum, I mean, you take a 31-21 lead on that Trey Brown interception. Here come the Lions. They rallied to tie it with that field goal at the end of regulation. By all measures, the momentum was on Detroit's side. Yeah. When you come back from a 10-point deficit in about six, seven minutes of action. At just, home, no yeah, less. Yeah, right. But yet, here come the Hawks. Win the toss. Shout out to Drew Locke for calling tails. 
and then you march down the field just unimpeded leading up to that locket touchdown. I mean, that's a team That's a team right there, right? You overcame everything. You met the challenge. I know that sounds all cliche, but there was just so you much. You need to have those games. Right. There yeah. was so much going against these guys. They found a way to win. Yeah, I mean, and we. I know we're the second week of the year, yes, but to prevent any undue stress at the end of the year about, you know, all these scenarios like, okay, let's say you're 8, 9, and 1, you need to win this game, so many just win games in the beginning of the season when you when you when you have the opportunity to yeah. you know and then if you just keep winning games you just don't have to worry about it at the mariners if you keep winning games you don't have to worry about it you know so it's it's that thing but and the defense the defense stepped up yeah gino definitely stepped up minus that one play on the road um no less in detroit which is a hostile environment speaking of hostile and they're a good team now and they're a very good team with a very good offense you know um speaking of hostile environments we have the best one here at Lumen Field, you know, and we'll be inviting a certain rookie um, with a certain great pedigree um, to Lumen Field this Sunday talking about Bryce Young and the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, I think that's an intriguing game. I mean, because a guy like Bryce Young is just going to get better every week. Yeah. Uh, he's a rookie. He, he, he's got that presence of mind. That's why he went number one overall. Right. You know, Panthers have struggled early. Um, but I think that it's an, you know they they came in here and won at Lumen Field last year. Yeah. And the Hawks were kind of reeling at that point late in the season. Um, I'm intrigued to see what happens. You know, I think that it's, I think the Hawks win, but I think that it's going to be, you know, it's not going to be some runaway when, or, you know, I think it's going to be a little bit of a grinded out. It's going to be the Seahawks, you know, pound, pounding in, inside with Kenneth Walker, the third, I mean, at least for my fantasy team. No, I'm just kidding, but uh, not really. No, but um, really. <laughs> yeah. And you know, now you're talking about like stacking those wins. Actually, Pete Carroll said the same exact thing. Um, looking at the schedule here. I mean, you've got to capitalize this. Okay, you're one and one. Everybody thought you should have beat the Rams. I thought, and we talked about this. I thought the Rams was going to be a little bit closer. With remember, we talked about that with Stafford and everything. Yeah. I so mean, I'm not losing. I, the only reason I lost a little bit of sleep over that game, not literally, is you know the fact that you just got outscored 23 nothing in the second half and just kind of looked. And I know there was injuries going on, but you look early this season. You know, you got the Panthers and sorry, the Giants. Those are games you should probably win unless there's some vast improvements. The you second part of that statement is debatable, first of all, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> it's you know, you have a chance to start three and one. Then you come back from the bye week with the Bengals, Cardinals, and Browns, teams that aren't exactly, you know, the undefeated Patriots of fifteen years ago, right? No. But you've got to get those wins. I mean, listen, I'm not a big fan of looking at a schedule and say, Well, you gotta win these games now because uh, the schedule gets tough. Well, you know, you can beat anybody. It's the NFL. It's true. But there is a crazy stretch around Thanksgiving. You play the Rams on November 19th, and then just four days later, very short rest. Four days. You play the Niners on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Then you play the Cowboys the next Thursday. The Cowboys they look, good. look like the cl- – I'm not just saying yeah. that because I'm an annoyed Giants fan right now. The Cowboys look like the class of the field, of the NFL right now. I will never say those words ever again. <laughs> I hear you. I agree with you. But seriously, but they then do. You got, after the Cowboys, you got the Niners and then the Eagles. Think about that. It's a five-game stretch. Rams and Niners, uh, two games in four or five days. Yeah. And then after that, you've got, got the Titans. Cowboys, Niners, and Eagles. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot. Yeah. I mean, and you end the season with the Titans, uh, Steelers, and Cardinals. And, you know, it's hard to win games in the NFL regardless of any of, you know, teams, how good or bad they are, you know, honestly. And I think, you know, it may be kind of too early to say um, because we're only really two or three games in. Um, 
but you mentioned the Rams game and how you know the season started. The Rams took the Niners to the brink this yeah. past week, and th- these are division games. These are all very like these teams know each other. I said before that you know the, all the Seahawks just kind of built to even play against the Niners specifically. They probably should be, you know. Right. Um, but the Rams are coming off of a down year last year where they had a lot of injuries. Cooper Cup is still not playing, by the way. Yeah. Um, yeah. and only lost to set lost by seven, um, to the Niners on a very a very close game, and then also hung dirty on the the Seahawks in the first game of the year. So, again, this is going to be a competitive division. So you got to get games like. This weekend's game against Carolina, which honestly could be a bit of a trap game. Yeah. Given everything we've just said, I mean, I looked at the weather report. It will be. I was ra- going to say that. <laughs> yeah, it looked. It's, it's going to be a little. It's going to be. You know, we're in fall in Seattle when you're just. It's it's been a beautiful kind of end of summer here. You know, and you wake up and it's a little bit dew in the morning, a little bit of mist, and like okay, the rain is coming. It is. Coming. It, it, the rain is definitely coming. And Bryce Young, being a rookie, as good as he is. It's going to have to deal with the rain at Lumen Field. Going to have to deal with that defense. Bobby Wagner is going to be up his nose the whole game. And then we have to deal with the, the 12s. So, I mean, how? welcome. Welcome welcome to the league, rookie. <laughs> yeah, you know, if you look at it, too, I'm a big weather fan, as you know. Yeah. And I think that we're about, you know, when you as the day gets closer and closer, you look at the weather and you just – any fluctuation in a storm because – Right now, the forecast is for Monday morning mm-hmm. to be one of those quintessential. I've used that word twice. Why am I using that word? I've never. I don't think quintessential. I've said that my, I don't think I've said that word like more than twice in my last ten years. That's probably like a five dollar word though. Five dollar word. I'll take it. Yeah, there we go. But quintessential. Here's third time. There you go. Storm of Seattle in the winter. We get that heavy rain and wind. Like it's supposed to be like that Monday. Yeah. It doesn't take much for that for Monday morning to be Sunday afternoon. Like, as far as like a change in track of a storm, or we're not talking like a hurricane or something like no, that. No, but, but it, you're going to start seeing effects. But if, right. Yeah. And, and and the earlier if the if that track of the storm just moves up just a little bit, you're talking about a much different atmosphere. You're talking about instead of maybe like sprinkles or cloudy and twenty mile an hour winds. Twenty mile an hour winds during football is not something no, to see. It's that. Not. No, I you could uh, you could be talking about thirty five mile an hour winds and heavy rain. I mean, exactly. and then you're talking about like, I mean, forget about throwing the ball. You can try all but. those things coupled together with Bryce Young trying to deal with Pete Carroll's defense. Pete Carroll has been in the league for twice as long, over twice as long as Bryce Young has been alive. <laughs> not in the league. I'm sorry, in football in general, yeah. more than twice as long as Bryce Young has been alive. I'm. I said this could be a trap game, but I think what is it? I mean. Two picks for Bryce Young. What's the over under? I'm thinking. Yeah, no, I, mean, I think that um, I I look at this game and I and I see the the potential of a trap there, but I also given how the Panthers played this past Monday against against the Saints, you know, I'm not suggesting anyone pick against or for either team. But what I will say is that on any given Sunday, shout out to Al Pacino, my favorite football movie ever. <laughs> You never know what could happen, you know. But they have the the Panthers have an up um, an uphill battle. I think the Hawks, I think they win by two touchdowns, regardless. Yeah, I, I I'm on that as well. Um, I think that it's really it's going to come down to, you know, I I think here's what I'm going to say. I I think that the Hawks righted everything. Right. I'll go back to before this Lions game last Wednesday. Uh, we're allowed to watch a couple minutes of practice, but when you're on game week. It's literally about five minutes, and then you're off the field. Right. Not you know they just you know don't want you like I mean you're already not supposed to be like tweeting what you see except for the we window, don't want to see like, too much. But yeah. they don't want and that's just standard media stuff right there. Yeah. So I think that, but anyway, as we started that, 
Um, Bobby Wagner gathered everybody around. He gave a really impassioned speech. I'm not going to repeat what he said. There was some profanity in there. We were not allowed to. Yeah, but it was it was impassioned. It was what you want a leader to do. And Pete Carroll even said later, he's like, it was perfect. Yeah. And then they come out and they just took it right to a Lions team that beat the Chiefs. And so, to me, I think that was a turning point for this team. I think that week two, you hate to call something a so-called turning point. But I look at what they did. I look at that moment as kind of like, okay, this is something that um, can, can charge this team forward. So you look at the Seahawks, you know, favored by six. Yeah. I see that. Oh, I definitely see that, definitely. And we're talking about the differences between this year and last year, talking about the Mariners before. I mean, you're not getting those speeches from Bobby Wagner for the Seahawks last year because he didn't play for us last year. You know? <laughs> so I, I, I think I'm sure Pete's like, oh, I'm happy this guy's back. I mean, I mean, obviously, he's he's one of the leading tackles. He had a fantastic year last year, and he's been everywhere on defense so far this year. Um, looking ahead on the Seahawks' schedule, again, you mentioned the, a tough stretch, but even before that, you know, say which one against the Bengals. They haven't won a game yet this year, but they are a good team still. Yeah. Um, and then you got another game against against the Ravens later on this year, who are also 2-0. Commanders are also a very tough team. They are 2-0 also. So this is not an easy schedule by all, by any means, you know. And no, then you have no, no. all these games against the Niners and Rams still, and then plus the Eagles. So, like I said, it will behoove the Hawks to make sure that they don't get trapped on Saturday, Sunday. Sure. You know, a couple lines that stand out to me, and don't take my advice. I don't want you to lose your money. Okay. I like the Lions favored by three and a half over the Falcons. Yeah. I think the Lions are still a really good team. Still. I, I like, think they are. I, I think that's, again, we talk about that immediate gratification and stuff. Well, they lost to the Hawks. We've got people the Rams. Like, no, that transitive stuff does not work. It does not work, no. And and so you can, and, and you can make some picks on that. I also like... I like the Lions more, but the Colts are eight-point underdogs to the Ravens. Eight points is a lot. Yeah, it's and more than a touchdown. Minshew Mania, you know, like, come on. Yeah, we probably won't get Anthony Richardson in yeah, that game. Yeah, but Minshew's, he, he's Minshew's nothing to sneeze at. He's actually more – he's got more – way more playing time than he does. I think he's probably a better quarterback right now. Richardson will be very soon. Right. Right, but, like, at this very moment, two games into Richardson's career. Hey. You know, you, I think that – You think you take Minshew, honestly. So, as an eight-point underdog? Heck yeah. yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Yes, but we don't. But don't listen to us because we don't want you to lose money or win no. money. No, we we just want you to stay the same. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we just opposed. you know I don't want to. I just don't need you emailing the station. <laughs> I said the other day that uh, uh, last week I should say that I said on the air the Huskies are going to beat Michigan State by two touchdowns. I got Which an ang- angry? <laughs> I was playing it safe. Like you're not going to go on TV and say they're going to win by forty. But they did score forty-one points and they won by more than two touchdowns. Yeah, so. and so some guy emailed me. He's like. He called me a name too, but I won't. I'll leave that name out because I actually despise that name. <gasps> but I was like, he's he's like, you said on the air, Huskies are going to win by two touchdowns. They're winning by forty-one blank blank. And I'm like, oh, okay, but they won. They covered, you know. Yeah. They covered. Congratulations. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I who, guess. Who gets, so who gets that? I mean, you know this because you get these too. Who gets that mad? Watching a local newscast. Well, you said they're going to win by two touchdowns. They won by thirty-four. You would be surprised. Oh, people hate like suits I wear, or like someone got mad I wear Jordans on the air. Really? And they're like, "Stop wearing tennis shoes." I'm like, "They're not tennis shoes. They're Jordans. Tennis they're shoes. basketball shoes. Tennis shoes." People get mad. At, people get really angry about the dumbest things. People get irrationally mad about anything. But you know what I'm happy about? What are we happy about? Everything else. Everything else. Everything else. We got, we got Mariners playoff push. Seahawks going for a two-on-one record. I think they'll do it. Huskies and Cougs hopefully staying undefeated. That Cougs game was highly intriguing, and then yeah, Oregon State's ranked 14th in the nation right now. So they look they looked good last and year, and they've got a great quarterback too. Yeah, they've got a great you quarterback. Yungle, so, yeah, yeah. So I think I'm happy you said his name. Goodness, <laughs> he, uh, I, I have been looking at this man's name for the past ten minutes. 
And I'm like, do I want to debut me saying this name on the podcast? Yeah, and it, and and he's been, you know, it's he's a, he's a great kid too. Yeah, he's probably heard that his whole life too. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, good for him that you know that's a classic story of the transfer portal doing what it's supposed to do. Yeah, yeah, because he got beat out at Clemson, and that right. and that happened. Although he they, he may be happier that he's in Oregon State. I think I think, he probably, I think they probably yeah. would have been better off with him. But that's I mean, at, at the time the kid Klubnik was playing better. Yeah, but then he, you know what, he gets instead of like. Being a backup and then ruin, potentially ruining his career, he gets to go find a program that needs a starter, and he found a great team in Oregon State. Right. And I mean, who knows? I mean, I'm not saying he's going to be like an NFL starter or high draft pick, but he gets a chance to lead show a what team. he's got. Yeah. 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 Instead of just being a backup the rest of his career, um, you know, just because one coach's decision. And I respect the Clemson coach. I think he's a great coach, but it's yeah. just. I, that's one thing I love about the transfer portal. Some people kind of will be like, get off my lawn. It's terrible. And there are things about it that need to be fixed. But that's the portal working. At its, but Michael Penix Jr. is the portal working at its well, best. Well, yes. Yeah, we have <laughs> a lot of good, examples of the but portal. But is another good story. We have a lot of examples of the portal doing what it, the portal does in the Pac-12, honestly, <laughs> across a lot of teams here. Yeah. We're talking about USC. We're talking about Colorado, who just almost turned overturned the whole entire roster. Yeah. Um, think about this, too. UW basketball. Yeah. Um, they've got, like, five or six transfers coming in this year. <sighs> and, so, like, it's just, it's just what it is. And, and the name of the game now, I mean, Clemson's strug- football is struggling this year because they they don't take anybody in the trans- – literally don't take anybody in the portal. I think they took one backup quarterback for depth. Really? And Because Dabo doesn't believe in it. And now they're they're not Clemson. They're struggling. So. Get with the times, man. Get yeah. with the times. Um, really quick, do you want to make some picks here? Go for it. You want to make some picks? Um, so we're talking about Cougs. We're talking about the Huskies. We're talking about the uh, the Seahawks, okay? Um, Oregon State, Washington State. I picked the most difficult one first, okay. unfortunately. <laughs> um. I'm I'm thinking the Cougs will win this game. They're at home. Yeah, um, I'd say like 24-21 last second field goal yeah. for my guy Dean Janikowski. If you're not familiar with Dean, Google his story. Dean ja- is he related? He, okay, number one, he is not related to Sebastian Janikowski. Everybody from under that. I'm happy. I was not the only one who was the, who was going to be like. By the way, he's got he- a great story. Well, I shouldn't say great, but as far as like his courage being great. So his mother passed away from cancer. She'd beaten it twice, and she passed away uh, a couple years ago now. And he about a year and a half ago, I suppose. He has started the Heather Janikowski Foundation that helps kids that are fighting cancer. And every field goal he makes or extra point he makes, he has pledges. Yeah. So like you could go on his site right now and be like, I'll give $5 for every field goal, right? And so and, uh, you know, hundreds of people have done this, right? Right. So he's raised tens of thousands of dollars for this. Oh, I love cause. that. Yeah. yeah, he's a great kid. And actually, last year in the Apple Cup, he made this great – I know I'm going off on a tangent right now. No, it's fine. In last year's Apple Cup, he made this field goal. And this UW fan, who did later apologize for the tweet, sure, like was like, this guy's acting like he won the Super Bowl in that field goal. Like, oh, my God. Figure, oh, like, you're trying to, like, play up the rivalry. Yeah. And he actually saw it the next day. He's like, hey. And he was super nice about it, Dean. He was like, hey, I know you don't know this, but that kick just earned, I forget how much money it was. He's like, let's just say for a number. I think it was around $700 sure. to fight kids' cancer. So he's like, hey, that field goal just earned $700 to help kids fighting cancer. So Kicking. that's why I was really excited. Okay. And the guy was obviously like, oh, I'm sorry and stuff. But he's he's just – I got to interview him a few weeks back, and he's just a great, great guy. So I'm pulling for the Dean Janikowski game-winning field goal, Cougs over the Beavs. He's got more presence of mind than me because I am not nice to people on social media when they come at me like <laughs> it's that. It's hard to be. It's hard to be. Um, I, I I would love him for him to kick all the field goals. I, I mean, at that case, I would hope they okay, always so score field goals. But eight I, field goals, they win 24-21. Okay. Dude, let's, let's just do nine. Let's do 27-21. <laughs> okay. Because I was initially going to pick 20, uh, 28-21. You know, but, so you changed it to 27? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm good with that. that. Um, what do you think about uh, Huskies and 
da, 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 da. University of California. 41-17 dogs. Yeah, I think we may just copy and paste this week from last week, honestly. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be very similar. Yeah. Uh, Cal is playing okay football, but the dogs are just on a different planet right now. Yeah. Um, well, we're going to have a three for three. Let's see. Uh, uh, Hawks and Panthers. One o'clock. Yeah, I'm going to say. See, I said 24-13 they would beat the Rams. Right. I want a redemption arc. They're going to beat the Panthers 24-13. Ooh, I like that. I like that. You know, um, I always think about, what, you know, the NFL is like, a, what have you done for me lately, league? So this past Monday night, the Panthers did play the Saints um, on Monday Night Football. Big stage for a young quarterback, yeah. you know. Great defense in New Orleans. Also great defense in, in Seattle, you know. Um, I think I, 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 I don't see – I don't see it being close. I'm going for the the Washington football sweep this week. Yeah. Huskies, Cougs, Hawks. Yeah, definitely. I think the Hawks may. T- I think the Hawks may take this game 21 seven. I like that. You know, probably. or maybe 24 seven, something like that. Yeah. Geno Smith throws for 300 yards. I'd love it. Or yeah. the wind. I don't think the. I I think he's got a strong arm. He's got great receivers, and I think when you when you have to worry about the win, you have to worry about receivers. But then again, you know maybe maybe this is the real game. You get Zach Charbonnet just like clicking along, you yeah. know, or maybe hey. or you or, or K nine maybe. How about, I'm gonna say this right now: if you have Zach Charbonnet in your fantasy league and you're getting frustrated because he hasn't done anything, just stash him. Wait. Yeah. Just like Kenneth Walker burst onto the scene late last year, just be patient. It'll yeah. happen. I did draft Zach Charbonnet in one of my three <clears throat> leagues last okay. year, this year, and I'm 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 waiting. But you know, I, I took your advice. You told me this a couple of weeks ago. I took your advice. He's he's on. He's hanging out. Breakout game. We're we're hopefully maybe this is it. But given yeah. the weather, we may be running more often. But I still think there's gonna be a lot of points. Um, a lot being 21. Given I'll <laughs> given take 21 seven. I think that's good. 21 ten maybe. I think so. Yeah. 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 And I think. Uh, with that secondary being nasty, I think. It'll oh be my great. god! And yeah. Jamal, might, we'll see what happens with that. You know, he yeah. so, yeah. But Naj, this was a great time. This was a solid time. Well, super solid. Yeah. What am I doing? I like it. Yeah. Super um, solid. Let's enjoy this last week of non-fall and winter Seattle weather. Hey, and you know we we open fall. We open. We invite fall with open arms. Yeah. You know. Um, but my hoodie is very close to me now. So it is. Yes. 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 You got to have that collection. Well, yeah. we hope you enjoy this as much as Najee and I enjoyed delivering it to you. We're going to see the same place next week and hopefully talking about a two and one Hawks team, right? Yeah. Oh, I think we will. All right. Yeah. I think we will. Najee. Nico. Time, brother. I appreciate it, man. Thank, Thank you, man. Thank you.